You are now listening to an episode of Champagne Problems with Nick Henderson. This is a podcast brought to you by Nine Lives Entertainment and Anchor. Each week I'll be taking a deep dive into the latest headlines of pop culture, getting some random rants off my chest, and also give you a little life advice along the way. I'm so glad you can make it. Now pop your bottle and grab your glass. Champagne Problems starts now. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Champagne Problems with Nick Henderson. I am your host. Um, Again, of course, thank you all so much for tuning in every week. Um, This is going to be a really good episode. I have to say I can just feel it. I can even go out and say this might be the best one yet. (laughs) Um, I don't know. I'm like really passionate about some of the topics that we're talking about tonight uh or today whenever you hear this and um yeah i'm i'm really excited um just to let you know the title i don't know if some of you out have picked up on this or not but sometimes i title the episode is like usually something that has to do with pop culture that's happened recently sometimes it's a quote sometimes it's um whatever a title or something sometimes i don't even address that topic in the actual episode um so i know some of that has been throwing y'all off particularly last week (laughs) y'all were a little thrown by the 75 loads for hours and hours i combined two different topics together for a title but anyway so this week's title is what a moron jesus christ i got that from dr fauci who was uh basically didn't realize he was it was like a hot mic situation where he was talking shit about uh the GOP senator Paul what's his face whatever um oh I just thought it was funny because white older white men getting angry really tickles me (laughs) and so I'm I won't even be discussing that tonight you know uh the the actual situation or whatever but I just it's a funny it, it was just funny to me so that's gonna be the title of the episode um, but I hope everybody had a really good week. Um, my week has been a bit nutty. Uh, I don't know. I've just been a bit in my feelings, which is rare for me. Um, first, let me just say, oh, I have a bit of a, a little cell phone drama. That is really not helpful. Let me tell you. Um, so to make a long story short. I was trying to switch carriers because um, just to save a little money or whatever. And there was a promotion going on that seemed like it was pretty beneficial. Uh, And what ended up happening was I got tricked by the sales team. They left a very important detail out and it really just screwed me over. So I'm literally without a without phone service uh, since yesterday. And uh and I won't have a, a phone. Well, I have a phone, but I won't have phone service until tomorrow, possibly Saturday, which is very annoying to me. Um, so and I have to have a new number and it's just the whole situation that I'm very obsessed. So for those of you who listen, who know me personally, who talk to me, if you've been texting me since Wednesday, anytime after like Wednesday, 11 o'clock ish, I'm not ignoring you. I'm literally not getting them. 
is that it's no longer my number. Um, over here texting on Wi-Fi like some bum on my Apple ID. This is really annoying. Like you just don't even understand. But anyway, so that's how my week's been going. And um, I don't know. Another thing I just I've been in uh, kind of in my feelings about I'm I've been feeling a bit alone and and not not lonely. I don't want to get that confused. Not necessarily lonely, um, but just alone. I'm someone who not to make myself to be, you know, some savior or whatever, but I do a lot for a lot of people. Um, and I get joy out of that, especially when I know that the person appreciates it. And, you know, I can be there for somebody because there's been many people that have been there for me. Not well, actually, that's not true, but there's been there has been people <laughs> that have been there for me um, over the years, and I really, really appreciate it. And so sometimes I, I do a lot for people, um, honestly, just kind of like passing the torch kind of thing. Um, not to go off on a big, big tangent, but like in my 20s, I really, really struggled in my 20s. And I was kind of always kind of like the broke friend and, you know, the one that was unemployed or the one that was just kind of going through stuff and you know, not living on my own, living at home and blah, 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 blah. And so, you know, I was kind of always the one that missed out on a lot of stuff and trips and dinners and so on and so forth. And, you know, there's been many times where people have, you know, paid my way for, you know, small things like pay my way in a club and pay for my drinks just because they wanted me to come, um, you know, pay for dinner, pay for trips, pay for whatever, whatever. So I just... I, I kind of like to give that back because I, I really know what that feels like. I really, really do. So, you know, I, I couldn't tell you, you know, and I'm not some wealthy man yet. <laughs> but, you know, I couldn't tell you how many times a week, like, I send out, you know, $20 cash apps here and $10 there. And, you know, cooking a meal for somebody who's kind of struggling, don't have any food that day or, um you know, are people calling me, dumping all their problems and, you know, venting about this or that or coming over and having a drink and talking about this problem and that problem or whatever. I do a lot of that. And um, what I'm starting to really realize, and it, it didn't bother me for a while, but it's really starting to get to me, is that I don't have many people that I can depend on um, for whatever. And so uh, a big problem that I have is the people that I'm the closest to, I don't want to offend anybody, the people that I'm closest to don't live in the city. And so that becomes a bit tough because there's only so much that they can do. You know what I mean? It's only, you know, some text messages, a phone call, blah, blah, you know, whatever. And, you know, it's two of them, my two childhood friends. And... um and so I I don't depend on them as much as I probably could um, just because of the distance, I guess. And so I kind of wean myself off of being dependent on them in certain ways. And um, this has been going on a long time. They have been gone since 2012. <laughs> so we talked little that blows my mind that I realized that we have not lived in the same city in a decade. Um I guess it's so fascinating because we're still very close. So I guess that's why. But anyway, um, so, you know, I don't depend on them for a lot of everyday kind of stuff. 
And so, um, you know, I have people here that I, in Indianapolis that I am close to, but it's not very many. And um, the relationships are just different. But I have a lot of people that depend on me <laughs> um, for various things. And it, it, it just gets frustrating sometimes when I just feel kind of alone and by myself in those kind of situations and so i'm just kind of taking this time to really reflect on that and make some changes and really um yeah just make some changes and and moving forward because i like i can't deal for real but anyway um that's been kind of my week but i'm excited about tonight i'm making a good dinner as always um Making some lamb chops. I'm excited. I haven't had lamb in a while. Um, probably since the summertime. Yeah, probably since the summertime. So, um, I'm excited about that. Um, cooking with uh, a good cocktail and um, not even always a cocktail is required, but cooking with good music, good R&B music, really, really, really centers me. Like, it just makes my the whole day i could be having the craziest time but it just makes it all better um and funny enough i was actually having a conversation via facebook with a facebook friend we don't even know each other he lives in i don't even know where he lives um but he doesn't live in indianapolis anyway but um if you follow me on social media you know like i post a lot of my uh, food and things like that i'm a really good cook and um this guy just responded to a story of um, a meal that I cooked yesterday, which was, what did I have yesterday? Oh, some steak and uh, mashed potatoes and some green beans. And because um, yesterday was a day, let me tell you, yesterday was kind of the, the <laughs> was a day. It was just a day. And so I was like, you know what, fuck it. Like, I'm about to make a good meal. So I made yeah, steak with onions and peppers and mushrooms and a little chimichurri sauce on the side. If you don't know what it is, Google it. Um, and then I made, I had actually had some leftover mashed potatoes because I'm a big potato head. So I had some mashed potatoes, but then I, I decided to be bad. I was like, fuck, trying to be healthy today. I put some cheese and bacon in them. I mean, but I did saute my green beans, if that helps. You know, I didn't cook them like black people where, you know, you boil them for 100 million years to they're damn near brown. But anyway. Um, and so this guy, shout out to Trevor, he, um, responded to the story and was just like, you know, boy, you know, you be cooking. And so we just kind of got into a conversation about cooking and all of that and how it, um, really, you know, centers me and all of that. And he was just like, you know, he asked the, the famous question that everyone asked me like, oh, well, why don't you do it professionally? Or why don't you ever go to culinary school? And why don't you be a chef and blah, 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 blah. And I always tell everybody the same answer, which is true. Um, it's genuine. Is that I? Um, it just takes the fun out of it for me. Like I don't want to be running around in some kitchen working for somebody, sweating bullets, you know, cussing and fussing, whatever. Because I see how y'all be in kitchens. Like ain't no way in hell. Um, and you know, rushing and all that. Like I like the calmness of cooking and you know all of that. And everything doesn't have to be a lucrative business i really i feel like we just really are getting away from like hobbies but anyway so i started talking about that and how you know i love cooking with music and he said something that was kind of cute he was like yeah i feel like cooking with music makes the food taste better and so we just kind of started talking about that and i literally a concept just like dropped in my head that i won't 
really touch on right now, but it has to do with cooking and music, which are two of my favorite things. And um, I'm very excited about it because so many people, I really think I'm going to do something because you're not the two mile horn. I come up with at least a great, an amazing idea once a week. But <laughs> but um, this one, I actually think I actually want to do something with um, because for years, everyone has just been like, wanted me to do something involving food in one way or another. It's always, you know, um, why don't you go to culinary school? Have you thought about opening a restaurant? Have you thought about doing a food truck? Have you uh, thought about selling dinners? You know, a lot of people are doing that now. Um, have you thought about doing, like, you know, personal kind of chef kind of things or, you know, meal prep and things like that? Or just the simple, oh, I want you to, I'm, you know, when can I come over so you can cook for me? Or folks be always trying to get in my house. Let me tell you, these boys, that's their favorite line is, Oh, when you gonna cook for me? I'm like, never, Negro. I don't even like you like that. But anyway, <laughs> so um, that is, I mean, that is the line. Do you hear me? That is everybody's favorite line is, when can I come get a play? And some people be dead ass. And some I have left, but, you know, but still, anyway. Um, but it's always that. Or I get people that's like, you know, oh, if I buy the stuff, can I, you know, if I buy the groceries and I bring it to you, will you cook it for me? Or can you come to my house and I'll have everything that you need? And can you show me how to make this? Like, I get all of that a lot. Like, it's probably the most popular DM that I get besides things relating to a thirst trap. But... <laughs> <laughs> but that's literally like that's kind of the base of my um the majority of my my dms honestly it's typically about like food stuff so i kind of came up with an idea that i think kind of combines all of that in one and um I make a little money off of it as well, so I think this. I, I think it'll be great. I I I ran it by my best one of my best friends in Atlanta today. I have two, uh, and I'm 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 a, yeah, and he liked it, and so I think I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. I think it'll be dope. Um, I really cannot wait till I get in a, my event center too, like because I really want to um have many different types of events. But anyway. This is a very long opening, so that already lets me know what kind of podcast this is going to be today. So, um, now look, y'all be trying me though. I no one ever complained about the long podcast. I just had an issue with it because I just felt like Jesus Christ, I don't want to be taking up all your time. I did a short one, I believe it was last week, and I got a few text messages that was like, "Oh, this was a short one," and I'm just like, "Oh, okay." what do y'all want like I don't know and to be honest y'all I was so tired like I don't know because I don't do any editing I was literally swallowing yawns in in the audio <laughs> um last week I was so sleepy and it was only like eight o'clock um I was exhausted and I was literally yawning and trying to mask that I was over it because I have a I was still getting over a bit of a cold and all of that like I really wasn't feeling it last week for real like it was a miracle that I even recorded um but that's why it was so short if I'm being very honest with you like I just was not in the mood um so <laughs> so but I'm I'm back and better than ever this week so anyway that was a very very long opening uh let's get into these random rants Okay, so first up on the 
random rants. You know what I just thought about? I don't even remember if I said hot topics or random rants at the end of this, my opening segment. See, that's what I be talking about. I do not be editing, y'all. Because I feel like I said hot topics, but I meant random rants. <laughs> anyway, um, first up on random rants. Um, you know what? This has been really irritating me, and I don't know why. It's so small, but it is what it is. What is this obsession that we have about, like, calling people out on plastic surgery? Um, I don't know. I just find it so annoying and, like, it's catty. And I know it doesn't really matter like that because usually we're talking about celebrities and things like that. So it's not like they personally, you know, can see that or even care or whatever but like i don't know i hate to see and it happened male females gay straight all of yeah we i've seen it all across the board where it's like you'll just post a picture and be like um oh she looks totally different you know i wonder who her surgeon you know deserves a raise or you know da 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 whatever or just something silly like that or um I mean, I've just seen so much stuff like, oh, no shade, but, um, you know, she looks great. Whoever did her nose job is um, is amazing. And it's just like, is that necessary? <laughs> I, I don't know. I just find it kind of tacky to, like, call people out on plastic surgery. I, I don't know. You know, and I don't happen to live in a town where it's common. You know, I know people like if you live on the West Coast or I guess even the East Coast. But if you're like particularly like New York or in L.A., particularly L.A., uh that's a common thing where you know you're actually around people every day that have plastic surgery because in indiana i mean it's not common i mean i if i ran into somebody who i saw that had a, a cosmetic procedure done like as far as like that i noticed like a nose job or even like uh breast implants or something like that it would be fascinating to me just because it's not something that i see all the time but um I, I don't know it's just not something that I would feel the need to call out like where it's just like I, I don't know I'm just like can we can we not can we not um I, I don't know it's just like I said it's tacky to me I don't really see the purpose I think a lot of it is out of jealousy because you wish you could get something done that you can't afford and it's just like, I don't know. It's just goofy to me. Now, I understand those situations where someone went like very extreme and you're just like, what are they? They've done something crazy to their face. We, you know, we've seen those people. Um, they don't even need to be named right now. But I, I don't know. I'm just not a fan of that, of just talking about people and their plastic surgery, especially when it's something that's not a big deal. Like if you just notice like, oh, she looked like she might have had a nose job or whatever something just seems a little different what like who cares um uh, and also some of you really don't understand the power of like makeup and lighting and all that too like a lot of people that y'all are accused of having things i don't think have actually had work done um uh, I, I just think that you caught them on a day with a good filter or um you know certain lighting contouring when it comes to makeup and that kind of thing and y'all just be running to the bank with that like it's just like relax okay relax everybody is not addicted to plastic surgery or hate themselves or whatever but even if you do <laughs> um that's you know your decision to to you know to make um but yeah y'all be just tripping get on my nerves with that anyway just like cut it out um anyway moving on 
Um, another thing I wanted to talk about was, <laughs> you know what I'm tired of is Steve Harvey. Steve fucking Harvey. Listen, I'm not hating on nobody who gets their coins, you know, out here living their best life. You know, Steve Harvey has made more money in his later years than in his elder years, I guess, um, than he has when he was younger. And, you know, listen, he hosts so many things and you know, all of that. And, you know, I do think he's genuinely funny and I like I, I'm proud of the success that he's had, you know, because most black people, you know, we've known Steve Harvey since the the sitcom days and stand-up comedian kind of you know those days and he was popular only in a small pocket you know and that was the black community and you know and now you know he went from that to talk shows and white people love steve harvey and books and you know so on and so forth and all of that but i draw the damn line at this judge show like why are we (laughs) I just don't understand, like, so now you're going to be on a court show as a judge? Like, who, I don't, I just don't even understand. I can't even tell you any details about it. I never even fully read the articles. I think it's premiere. I, I couldn't tell you what channel it's on. I couldn't tell you what is, if it's divorce court or, or just regular small claim stuff. I don't even know. I don't even care. I just feel that, like, enough is enough. Um like I said, get your money, do what you do. But it's like, come on. At some point, it's just like, why are we just we just taking every check for no reason? Like, are you even passionate about that? Are you even I don't know. It's just starting to get silly at this point. I'm like, OK, Steve, come on now. You didn't have a talk show. You're hosting game shows. You host all these different random things like it's just like enough already. Like enough. Um. I don't know. I'm just big on like, I just feel like media has just taken such a strange turn where it's just like everybody's just snatching up checks and doing things that they're not good at or (laughs) that they're not passionate about just for the money. And I I don't know, you know, I love money just as much as the next guy, but it's just kind of like, come on, come on, Steve. Like, I'm not interested in watching him on a court show. I'm sorry. You know, like I read a recent Star Jones just got she's going to be the new host of Divorce Court. That makes a bit more sense. Star Jones is an actual attorney by trade. Um, That was how she got her position on The View because of her legal background. Kind of that's kind of what Sonny does now, Um, you know. But uh, yeah, like I'm just kind of like that makes a bit more sense. But Steve, like relax like you don't know whether you want to be a relationship expert a judge a a game show expert like enough okay like uh, enough i'm over steve harvey and his shenanigans i really am um but anyway (laughs) um my last thing i want to talk about with random rants though is um lord jesus these taco bell wings not even necessarily the Taco Bell wings themselves. Like, it, it, it raised a, a conversation for me. So, of course, y'all know Taco Bell dropped these wings that I imagine they're disgusting. But, I mean, listen, I don't know. I've heard mixed reviews. So I've read some people said they were good. Some people said they were terrible. I just, I don't know if I trust chicken wings from, ta- I don't even trust their tacos and their Taco Bell. So I don't know <laughs> why I would trust chicken. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong. I I mean, I will have a little hard taco from Taco Bell, but it's been years. Like, 
Taco Bell is the last place that I think about. I don't care. I could have $5 to my name. I would rather have something else than something at Taco Bell. Like, it makes my stomach hurt. I'm not a big fan of that minced meat. Like, it's it's like super fine. It reminds me of cafeteria, like lunch cafeteria tacos. I just, I don't have time for that. Now, what used to smack, though, is those nacho fries. I did used to eat them, but I told you I love potatoes. But anyway, but I'm just like, I don't know. I may... I might give them a try and let y'all know just how I feel. But, I, you know, I love me a good chicken wing, and I just don't see it for that. But the bigger conversation is, you know, it basically has had this whole Popeye's chicken sandwich kind of moment. You know, y'all remember when everybody was losing their damn minds about the, the uh, chicken sandwich from Popeye's. So it it had that kind of effect. And it just got me to thinking, like, you know, we really – bring a lot of awareness to already you know these million and billion dollar brands taco bell does not need anyone's uh advertisement uh you know or push from from anyone that they're not paying or whatever um to push their products and we go so hard on social media with all the sharing that we do and the memes and the this and that and i'm like if we put a just a fraction of that energy into our local businesses or our friends and family you know things would be so much different you know what I mean like how many times have you seen that like I I mean it is amazing to me like how people will like for example I use Bath and Body Works no one needs any advertisement from Bath and Body Works. We all know you can buy a hundred lotions and get a hundred free <laughs> at their their, you know, at their um limited time sale that's every goddamn two weeks. Like I just I don't be understanding. Um and we get so hype about it and make all these posts about it and share all these things. I'm like literally Bath and Body Works sends me, I know, at least three emails a day, at least. In a spam folder, some damn where. Like, are you kidding? Like, to the point that when I be at the cashier, uh, when I do go and buy like candles or something like that, and she's like, "Can I get your email?" I be want to be like, "Bitch, no, you, you know, you sent me." <laughs> but like, you know, I calm myself down. I'm like, "No, thank you." I'm like, "You guys send me enough emails. Like, I'm good. Like, really." Um, but we, you know, so we put so much into that or whatever. But then you have your homegirl who makes these amazing candles or makes her own body butters and this and that and you don't share her shit you don't like it you won't even try it you know what I'm saying like that's annoying and I guess I'm coming from an entrepreneur standpoint just because I've I've had uh, things like services or or things to purchase and it is just it's fascinating to me it's fascinating to me how we respond to certain things and and um and give so much support and so much energy towards things that really don't need it um you know it's the same as music you know what i mean you know we all go in about a whatever nikki could drop a single or beyonce or whoever and it's you know so much support so much support and all of that but you know somebody that you went to high school with who actually makes good music drops a project and you just keep scrolling you know what i mean like it it's it takes nothing to to share um but i just see that so 
often you know what I mean like even just silly stuff like I've seen people jump on a post and be like you know happy birthday to such a great and and I love me some yes I'm just saying I've done it you know but like happy birthday to you know my favorite entertainer Beyonce I love you you're the wind beneath my wings blah 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 all of that um but then forget to write on your friend's you know page happy birthday or whatever or you know or you'll say something like you know, you text your friend like, you know what it is, friend. No need to be public about it. You know what it is. You know, it's like, but wait a minute. Come on, y'all. Like, get a grip. That just really, really irritates me when I see that. Um, because we just have to learn to be more supportive. Even in just the things that we respond to that doesn't require support. That's like, I'll give a quick example. Yesterday, I was having a bad day. Just and it wasn't even anything like serious. Like literally it was like my phone drama and kind of what I was talking about earlier, just about kind of feeling alone and blah, 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 blah. And I mean, I'm not trying to invalidate, you know, uh, invalidate my own feelings or whatever. Like, you know, they're, they're valid. Um, but you know, nobody was dying. Nobody was sick. Nobody was, you know, I wasn't in any danger or whatever, whatever. I put a post out on Facebook and I said, um, uh, y'all pray for me. I really ever say this, but I'm having a bad day. Do you know that I got over, I deleted the post today, but I got over a hundred or more reactions and probably about 70 to 80 comments in a matter of like half an hour um, of everybody being like, oh, I'm praying. What's wrong, friend? And the amount of people that DM'd me asking me what was wrong, people who I didn't even know. Just like, oh, you know, hey, what's going on? Or you want to talk about it and whatever, whatever. And on one hand, I looked at it. It was like, oh, that's so great. You know, I guess there is. Uh, and I made a post about that. Like I was like, I guess, you know, social media can be used for good sometimes because, you know, my spirits were uh, lifted and, and things like that. And I do believe that there are people that were genuinely praying for me and, um, you know, all of that good stuff. But. On the other hand, I was just like, whoa, that's the most engagement I've had in a while about anything. You know what I mean? Not even me promoting things, but just in general. And I just it made me realize how many people see your post and things, but keep scrolling. But people love drama because at the end of the day, it was more about me having some drama in my life than about uplifting me. And I know that sounds cynical and I'm not a cynical person, but like I would have gotten the same reaction had I made a post. If I make a post right now and say something like, oh, you know, I'm usually always nice, but bitches on site when I see you, I'm on your head, like, you know, that or whatever. I will get like 200 likes within the next 30 minutes and I'll have 50 people in my inbox like what's wrong friend what you know do who we need to beat up whatever like people just love drama but if I make a post right now and say you know I need 50 of y'all to like this post and 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 y'all to share to get the word out about my podcast I'll I literally I will get two or three likes and people won't even share so and I don't you know whatever it's not a big of a deal but it is in the grand scheme of things about how what we respond to and I don't know we just have to get better with that we just so like sensationalize everything is like has to be such a big a big thing like I I, I don't know um 
but I just find that to be interesting. But yeah, like we need to just start supporting people more, people that we actually know. <laughs> and uh, you know, that's all I have to say about that. Um, that's all I have for random rants. We're gonna get into these hot topics. You, these hot topics are juicy, y'all. Uh, so let's get into it. Okay, so first up on hot topics today, um, it's a positive one, and I'm gonna be honest, it's it's going downhill from here. <laughs> this is the only positive hot topic of the day. Um, MJ Rodriguez, who is a transgender actress, she is uh, on a show called Pose, uh, which actually ended um, last year sometime. Um, won best actress in a dramatic series at the golden globes so that is a big big deal was history you know history was made um a transgender uh actor has never won a golden globe before um i know she had made history a little while back anyway i believe last year because she was the first transgender nominated for an emmy award um but yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was very, very exciting. Um, the reason why this is so important. Well, first, let me go back. Um, one of the things that was interesting, because I didn't even know, I was trying to figure out why couldn't I find, because I don't watch Golden Globes, Emmys, Oscars, all that. Those are very boring award shows to me. So I don't watch them. Um, and so I was trying to find why I couldn't find a clip of like her acceptance speech. And um, I didn't know that NBC refused to air the um, the ceremony this year in protest of um, the association's absence of black voting members. So that's a whole nother conversation in itself. Um, I'm just like, I, I, I feel like these like associations and these voting boards and all that. It's like, even if y'all are racist, don't y'all get tired of hearing that us complain so much? Like y'all just throw a bone and get, make some, you know, make it more diverse just so we'll be quiet. <laughs> like at this point, like just fake it at least. But um, yeah, so I didn't know that. I, I just I don't know where I've been for that one, but I had no clue. So I was like, oh, that's dope that NBC is really taking a, a stance and. That's a big deal um, to me. I, I don't know. I just feel like so much has just changed. The pandemic has made everybody so bold and, and of course, bad ways, but in good, too. Like, I feel like people just really stand for things differently now since the pandemic has started. And um, I don't know. People just don't take a lot of shit. And that's just a big deal for NBC not to to broadcast that. But um, anyway. Um, yeah, so. The reason why, of course, this is such a big deal is because it's just all about representation. Um, you know, uh, the show Pose is a very good show. Um, for those of you who've never watched Pose, it was originally on FX. Um, now you can watch it. It's on Netflix, I know for sure. Um, and I'm sure it's available on other streaming networks, uh, platforms. Um, Pose is about um, the ballroom community in New York City during the late 80s and early 90s um and it, it it was a it's a great show like whether you are not in the lgbt community or not it really is a great show because it it touches a lot on just like the aids crisis and 
um just so much it, it's just a really great show i actually learned a lot being a gay man myself i was never immersed into the ballroom culture that was something that just kind of really missed me when i was coming into the scene and all of that and and whatever and so um i had a a, a i had my own opinion about the ballroom uh as we call them the ballroom kids or the ballroom girls um and I I still have those opinions <laughs> about a lot of people, but um, Pose taught me, it gave me kind of a greater understanding as to why a lot of them are the way that they are. And it, it caused me to have a bit of compassion, actually a lot of compassion for their situation because, um, I don't know, it just, it touches on so many different things. And so... Um, it's a really great show. I recommend that you check it out. Um, it is a tearjerker, though. I have to say it's it's funny. It has a lot of funny moments. It has a lot of great, you know, if you're into like just kind of over the top production because they have all like the actual battle scenes are really great um, and all of that. But like it is a tearjerker because it touches on some heavy, heavy stuff. Um but it, it was a great, great show. Um, so I'm they needed to be nominated and the, most of the cast is transgender. Um and oh, the the you know, the main cast anyway. And um it, it's just uh it, it was a really great show and it was very needed. Um, you know, they only did a few seasons, but um I think it was very necessary to kind of um kind of move the needle as far as where television should go. Um, and so, like I said, it's very important that uh, this win is a really big win because representation matters. There's many, many transgenders, uh, you know, kids out there now, you know, that has become a very hot topic. Um, and and even adults, uh, you know, our trans community um, that are not represented properly, on television and so I think that it's it's just time for that you know what I mean I think in the past it's just been a lot of um different people that weren't trans playing trans characters which is cool you know what I mean but I don't knock that at all but um or being made fun of in a way like uh you know the whole two what is it to Wong Fu and you know all of that kind of stuff um and, you know and the closest thing to trans that anybody knows anything about is is RuPaul and that's that's drag that's different than than you know living your life as transgender so I think and people get that confused a lot of you know there's a difference between someone who does drag and someone who's transgender um and so um I, I think there needs to just be more of that on television and um in a normal way not something that is made to be out something you know that's what i liked about um laverne cox uh i know she was on orange is the new black that was where she kind of got her claim to fame but she was on another show like a serious show um and i'm trying to remember though i don't know if she played trans i think she just played a woman a cisgendered woman is what it is the proper term um and but uh anyway i i just think it's a big deal representation really does matter um 
you know, just breaking barriers and moving forward. You know, I think there needs to, like I said, there needs to be more shows that um, capture the authenticity of the LGBT community. And um, it's just very important. You know, I didn't see any of that growing up, you know, as a black kid growing up when I saw things about anybody being gay on television it was something that was being made fun of you know um it was whether it was um uh in living color you know the skit with I can't even think of it's Damon Wans and uh what's the other guy's name I can't think of his name right now but you know the whole like three snaps and whatever and hated it and all of that like that was what I grew up on when you saw like gay characters and all the sitcoms martin and so on and so forth like you know if there was a character that came on that was gay it was something it was for a punchline or you know or something like that it wasn't just like oh there was just a gay black character on a show and then as i got older the gay characters that were not used as kind of the butt of the joke they were white you know we had will and grace and you know, things like that. And so um, it wasn't until I was about 17, there was a show on a network called Logo that was called Noah's Ark. That was, it was like the gay version of Girlfriends, basically. It was for black gay men. Um, and I believe in their 30s. And uh, just to navigate, they lived in LA and them just kind of navigating their life. But they had two seasons and a movie. And um, it was short lived and it, it just it was very necessary. It was before its time because it's more it became more popular over the years after it went off the air than it was when it was on air. And um, there hasn't been anything like that since. Like I said, that was like oh six or seven when the show premiered and it was only on for a couple of years. And we haven't had anything like that since. And so I think. You know, that ought to tell you there. And then now in reality TV show, uh, black gay men are um, accessories. You know, they're the it's the hairstylists on, you know, housewives and those kind of shows. Married to Medicine it's the it's the wardrobe stylist. It's the you know, that kind of thing. And they usually come in and it's there in heels and a bag, which I'm not knocking. You know, that's that's how they choose to live their life and that's authentic to them um and then and so it's kind of but it feels kind of like a character you know what i mean like everything is just really over the top and that's why people think that oh gay black men if they're not that way then they're not gay which that's a whole nother conversation but um yeah and so there's just many different layers to that and so representation matters and so, um, yeah, I say all that to say that, you know, of course, congratulations to MJ Rodriguez. And um, I I hope that this really moves things forward in, you know, just where television and film go for the LGBT community, um, especially the trans community, because the trans community has now kind of taking the place of just like the regular gay community um you know now it's not even taboo anymore to talk about gay black men you know that was kind of the taboo thing you know for a while white gays i feel like have been accepted forever but um you know black gay men that's a touchy thing 
And now it's almost kind of like, oh, child, we don't care because now we got transgender, you know, thing or the rest. So it's it's a whole nother thing. You know what I mean? I mean, even in families, it's kind of like I've heard people say not in my family, but I've heard people. I mean, I'm sure there has been conversations like that, but I've heard people say, like, you know, I can deal with you, you know, being gay. But, you know, I can't deal with my son coming home one day and want to wear a dress and whatever like that. That's a whole thing. So, um yeah, so uh, the transgender community takes a lot of heat, a lot of heat. Uh, you know, the whole public restroom conversation was a big thing a couple of years ago and all of that. So it, it's, you know, they, they are, they have a big fight ahead of them. But I think better days are coming. Um, but, yeah, that's all I have to say about that one. Um, but, yeah, shout out to MJ Rodriguez and the whole uh, post cast it was a great show it really was so um like i said it's going downhill from here (laughs) so (laughs) the next hot topic i have is um about trace songs oh so trey has been accused of rape um like as of this week so um an athlete by the name of dylan gonzalez she used to play for the university of las vegas um i think now she's trying to be an artist i heard that she has some singles out. i didn't even bother to go look because i'm that doesn't sit well with me but anyway <laughs> um she has come out and said that Trey Songs raped her in a Las Vegas hotel several years ago. But she's been seeing a lot of these stories play out that he, you know, has been accused of, you know, kind of being in. And she, you know, felt like she needed to come forth and say something. And now she's weighing her legal options and so on and so forth. Um, The thing is, so... This is really sticky because like so a woman alleged that she was sexually assaulted um, by Trey Songz in a Miami nightclub in 2018. That's a case that's currently open right now. And then he also has um, a a model. I don't know if she's like a real model or Instagram model, but um, her name is Selena Powell. She alleged that Trey Songz kidnapped and and urinated on one of her friends back in 2017. And then there was an incident that was reported last year about um, some sort of sexual assault that happened at the Cosmopolitan Hotel in Las Vegas um, where his name was involved. Um, And it's a separate incident from the one that Dylan Gonzalez is talking about. So I'm just like. Uh, okay what is going on and then let's not forget kiki palmer is the one that jumped this whole conversation off back in 2017 maybe even 2016 um about trey songs because she went to his house and she alleged that he was kind of using sexual intimidation to make her be in a music video without her permission and she was she hid in the closet and that was a very bizarre story but when that story came out kiki didn't really receive any support everybody was dragging her and you know it was just that whole thing and um 
I always come from a place where I believe the woman, you know what I mean? And I do know that, of course, there are some people out here that are are wicked and they're trying to get a, you know, their claim to fame and and all of that. But first of all, we got to look at it. Kiki Palmer is someone who's really kept her nose clean and hands clean and a lot of things she's a child star has you know transitioned beautifully in my opinion into an adult star um she is you know usually free of scandal she's unproblematic i mean most virgos are you know i'm just saying um and i you know she just lives her life drinks her water (laughs) you know she got a man right now who's very good looking and she seems to be very happy and you know but so I just don't feel like she needs any of that clout, you know, or whatever. But people didn't really believe her. And now we have all these cases that are kind of coming forth in accusations. So I'm looking like, mm, okay, you know, I think. And then I remember that video surfacing. What was it? Sometime last year. I don't know if it was a party or what was going on. But they were at this big house. And Trey Songz was like going off on groups of women or whatever for them to like be quiet or be it might have been a music video shoot or something like that but he was very disrespectful to these women and things like that and i remember people were defending that and saying well we don't know the backstory and blah 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 and so what i'm gathering from this honestly is oh and let me go and read so he comes out and he makes a a little tweet and he says or might have been on Instagram no it was a tweet so he said I usually stay quiet on this but I feel that in many ways the movement to fight for the women who actually have suffered harassment and abuse on various levels has been hijacked by those who find it convenient for themselves to come up as they seek to destroy someone's life okay so here's the thing i'm just gonna go out and say that i think that trey songs is guilty of everything he's being accused of um he seemed like a pretty nice guy when he first got into the industry and everything like that um as i guess as they all do you know he seemed to be pretty innocent you know he sang his music that was you know centered around sex and who doesn't in r&b so that wasn't a big deal i'm a fan of trey and his music and everything um but i feel like over the years what has happened which is it happens to the best of them is that fame and money kind of makes things take a turn (coughs) excuse me and We've seen this happen with Chris Brown. We've seen this happen with people like Justin Bieber. We've seen, you know, we've seen it through, you know, with so many people. And where they be, they become arrogant and and just very egotistical and just that kind of thing. And so I feel like that is what has happened with Trey over the years. Um, and But the bigger issue, of course, is just the whole sexual abuse and intimidation, assault. Uh, harassment all of it and the issue that i have with that is that we have an opportunity as the public and all of that to nip this in the bud it seems that, that there's already been victims but we have the opportunity we've seen this story before 
Um, and I don't find it ironic at all that tr- arguably probably Trey Song's biggest musical influence um, who is R. Kelly, who I refer to as Robert the Rapist, um, is basically he's repeating that. You know, he's taken his his influence to a whole nother level. I mean, we're literally hearing the same type of stories that we have heard about R. Kelly. And I just find that so fascinating that I'm like, wow, you know, Trey is very heavily influenced by R. Kelly. Um, and I'm like, it looks like now it's more ways than one. And so I feel like, so, okay, so what are we going to do? Are we going to, we're going to wait till the year 2040 to finally be like, oh, you know, surviving Trey songs and, and to act like now, okay, now it's a big deal, you know, and all of that. Why are we going to wait 20, 30 years to do that when we can nip this in the bud now we only three or four years in that's in just of what we know um so i'm a little fired up about that because i just i have a thing about i i just i'm very supportive when it comes to women and sexual abuse i have there has been sexual abuse in my family to women women that i'm very very close to um I no, I'm not gonna get into that anyway, because she would kill me. Um, but yeah, so there, there's just people that you know I that have experienced that, and it's it's a big big trauma, and I have seen firsthand on the effects that it has on people years later, um, and it, it's just. I get so tired of that. Why are you coming forth now? And why wait to now? And you don't get to determine when somebody comes forward. And you don't know their reasoning. And it doesn't matter because if they come the week of it happening, you're still going to say you don't believe them. So they're damned if they do, damned if they don't. And I just I just think it's so disgusting. Like when I tell you I, I think R. Kelly and Bill Cosby are two of the most disgusting people that have walked the planet um, or and in the black community especially. I just I don't care that they're black men. I don't give a damn about any of that. I don't care what white man has gotten off for the same thing. And blah, I don't give a damn about any of that. What I care about is about black men hurting other black women or women period um and that shit just really irks me it it really does because it's just such a disgusting thing and so many men get away with that and it gets written off and the girl is always a hoe and and a liar and this and that and I, I just, you know, and yes, I know that there has to be some women somewhere that have lied, you know, even in the R. Kelly and and uh, Bill Cosby scandals. I'm sure there is at least one or two women that have not told the truth, that completely lied, you know, but um, that doesn't count for the dozens other one of who did it. You know what I'm saying? And so I just think that we need to focus on that. You know, like speaking on this girl, Dylan Gonzalez, you know, she was a popular athlete from what I understand. I think just a college athlete, all of that. What is she gaining from that? You know what I mean? Um, and it doesn't matter where you're just a girl at the club who was considered a groupie all the way to a, a, an athlete um, or someone that's in the limelight. Sexual abuse and harassment, intimidation, all that. It, it's the same all across the board. And so I just think that um, we really need to 
really get on those things and just get ahead of it, you know, because it really is a problem and a and a sickness. You know what I mean? That's the thing about R. Kelly and Bill Cosby, you know, Bill Cosby, I guess, you know, admitted to what he's done and all of that, which I'm that's the only part about him that I'm actually proud of. You know, but um, but people like R. Kelly, who I could rot in hell for all I care, R. Kelly doesn't he still doesn't believe that he's done anything wrong. He's still running with the story of I haven't done anything. And I just find that so fascinating because I'm just like, are you serious? Like, come on now. Like what? Like grow up. Um, So he is sick. You know what I'm saying? Like he has a, a, a serious issue. And I just think that, um, yeah, we, we just need to really get ahead of the game when it comes to that. Like, you know, I don't care how fine he is because Lord knows he is fine. But Trey needs to be dealt with. You know what I mean? It's just been too many rumblings over the years about him being disrespectful to women and all these weird sexual situations. And it's just like who wants to deal, like I said, 20 years from now where all these women come forth and you know and it's 20 30 40 50 women and then everyone's dragging them of being like well why they wait to now you know what i mean like let's just not even let's not even do that let's get him the help that he needs i know that that phrase is very funny to be um but anyway like for real though like he really does need to get some help and we have to figure out like why do men feel that they can do that it's all about money and power and fame and you know, it's just like you can get what you want for free. You're an attractive, wealthy, talented young man. So it's like, why we gotta? I I, I don't know. I just I, I never I never understand that logic. But um, you know, I I hope that these women get uh, justice is served to you know properly to the women. And I hope that there's, you know, this gets sticky because it's it's hard to investigate and it it just becomes a whole thing. And so I know that's why a lot of people get very cynical about it and it becomes a side eye kind of thing. Like I've I've gotten into really heated conversations with friends about this because I have some friends that they just come automatically from the place of now she lying. You know what I mean? Like they don't even (laughs) they don't even let the story breathe. It's like "Mm, she's full of shit. She's lying. And I just think that um, and I know people who have been sexually abused before who go to the whole thing of like, no, they're lying. Why come forward? And it's just like as someone who was sexually abused, like, why do you you've been programmed to you still programmed to not even believe, you know, people or to shame them for coming forward. I just think that's very fascinating. Um, But, yeah, I, I want him to really be held accountable and he needs one of them good old Gail King interviews um, or something like that. Or who was the one that interviewed R. Kelly back in the day? Ture. Uh, Ture. Yeah, like he needs to, you know, interview him or something. Like we need to get to the bottom of some of these things because this is ridiculous. It really is. It 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 hurts my heart to see so many people being taken advantage of. And because of the culture we're in, it can kind of slip through the cracks because on one hand, the Me Too movement is a big deal. So people are like, okay, we're going to take it seriously. But on the other hand, unfortunately, in the black community, we don't take the Me Too movement as serious as white people. I'm just going to throw that out there. I said what I said. We don't. We we just don't. As a whole, we don't. Um, 
a white woman can come forth with a, on a white man and say we don't have to make it even a white on black thing. We a white woman can come forth and say I was raped by a black. I mean, sorry, I was raped by a white man or a white man touched me inappropriately 30 years ago. And everyone's like, oh, my God, you know, and they're on it. When a black woman comes forth and says that a black man has has touched her or something or done something that was inappropriate, the black community drags her through the mud. I've seen it over and over and over again these last several years. And it's just like, damn, you know what I'm waiting for. And I hate to say it like this because that sounds like I want something to happen. I'm waiting for a black woman to come forth about a white man. And I want to see how that goes. Um, yeah, a black woman that comes forth about a high power white man and just see how that. And I don't know, maybe they have, I might have missed it, but I really want to see how that gets handled. Um, but yeah, it's it's just ridiculous. It is just ridiculous. And I'm, I'm tired of talking about it. I got to move on. Anyway, um, so moving on from one good looking black man to the next, uh, we're going to talk about Mr. Drake. Now, I love me some Drake. I love Drake's music. I like his personality. I, 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 I just love me some Drake. I really do. Um, so there is a girl that has come forward. I think she's unnamed. I could not find her name. But she is an Instagram model. Shocker. Um, <laughs> that uh, she revealed to some irrelevant ass blog. I don't even remember the name of the blog. I didn't even jot it down, which is why I kind of don't believe the story. Um but anyway, she revealed to some irrelevant ass blog, which I know they are so glad they broke this story because it is on the tip of everyone's tongue um, that her and Drake had consensual sex. So there was no foul play in that. She said that they had consensual sex and he went to go dispose of the condom and she went to go get it out of the trash can to. um uh, <laughs> to I'm trying to be PC to insert the condom or the the semen left behind in the, in the condom into her vagina um in order to get pregnant to trap him basically is what we call it and that she immediately screamed out because she had a burning sensation and that there was hot sauce in the condom that allegedly Drake put a packet of hot sauce in the condom before he threw it in the trash to prevent the situations like this alleged one okay so just marinate on that for a second like just just marinate on that so let's just say that this story is true um no let's start with let's just say let's just say that the story isn't true i just and he's come forward and basically was like you know she's looking for 15 minutes of fame blah, you know carry on if it that is in fact the situation if she did lie or whatever um you know it's a silly funny headline i'm glad that it wasn't anything like abuse related so you know he's not under any fire uh no pun intended um you know so it's like whatever whatever you know you just roll that off your back as another silly gossip story that will be dead literally by the end of the weekend um but it's it it's also one of those things of like you are really that desperate to say that you put that you were trying to trap somebody and that there was hot like just to make up something like that you need to be mentally evaluated like if she made all that up like she needs like you know i'm talking padded room straight jacket kind of thing 
Now, if the story is true, which I'm hoping it is, <laughs> if the story is true, shout out to Drake for being smart and ahead of the game because that's what your ass get. You deserve a hot box um, burning from hot sauce. You really do. Like, because first of all, like, why are we. I didn't. That's still a thing, like, where girls are really. St- it makes me think of the. Remember the sitcom The Game? Uh, like I'm just like are we still running and even like being Mary Jane like are we still running around trying to turkey base nut out of a condom and all of that like really I'm sorry to be so vulgar but like are we really doing that like grow up like why is that still a thing like why is that still a thing why are we trying to have children by someone that we don't know like that and just to try to take them to the cleaners for child support and live your life you know like you um what's her name um black china or whatever you know what i mean like why are we trying to live aspire to live that kind of life and no shade to black china i actually really like her and all of that um but i just you know i just feel like that that's kind of the the aspiration that everyone is like oh i want to live off of you know thirty thousand dollars a month in child support for you know trapping this rich nigga or whatever that's annoying um that i'm like you willing to put yourself through that i i I don't know that's just crazy to me um so if it the story is true and like i said i hope it is you know that's what you get like you know that's really what you get (laughs) um and you deserve whatever infection you got from that i don't even have a vagina of course and that i'm over here crossing my legs that sounds very painful to have (laughs) That just reminded me of a story. Oh, Lord, here we go. Dad, if you listen to sorry, here we go. That just reminded me of a story that I was told by a lesbian that I know who. (laughs) Oh, my God. And shout out to Ty if you listen to sorry. I'm throwing your girl, your homegirl under the bus. Um, But I um. A lesbian talked about one time that one time she was in the middle of pleasuring herself and she (laughs) got a burning sensation in her vagina because she had had some hot Cheetos or something (laughs) earlier before she got started. I guess she didn't wash her hands good enough or whatever. And that's what that story made me think of immediately when I... um, as a matter of fact, I got a text tie that. Um, well, when I get a damn phone service on. But anyway, um, yeah, I gotta I gotta text him that. But that is just so crazy to me. Like I, I don't both sides, it's just like a crazy story, whether it's true or not. Um, but I just I'm so over the and then also I wanna say, even though I love me some Drake and all that. We have just got to be careful of the people that we choose to have sex with. Listen, I know everybody that you're having sex with is not your forever person. You know, whatever. Listen, I'm a product of that, okay? So I, I know that, whatever. But <laughs> um, I just, it, it, it's one of those things that I'm just like, come on, like, y'all can't be finding some decent girls that y'all want to like have sex with like listen be good judges of character like i pride myself on that like i know crazy when i know it you know what i mean when i come across and i'm like Mm-mm, he's crazy like i'm not dealing with that and that comes from many years of trial and error don't get it twisted now you know i done definitely you know knocked off a boy and then was and then he flipped the script on me and i'm like oh yo he is nuts um but you know uh, 
never mind. I won't say that either. That I ain't. I don't have time to be vulgar with y'all today. But anyway, like, but I just, um, I feel like, come on, y'all, like, find y'all some good, respectable women out here to, you know, if y'all try to have some friends or benefit situation or whatever, because y'all like snatching up these IG models and these bitches out the. Oh, and I hate to do that because I, I usually don't call women bitches like that, but snatching these girls out of the club and. And, you know, all of that for your little fun that night or whatever, your little hotel fun. It always ends in some bullshit. It always ends in literally a Drake or a Trey Song situation. Like it ends up, you know, you getting trapped and getting some random girl pregnant. Now, now you're paying a fortune to a month or, you know, you being accused of, of rape or sexual harassment or something like that. It's just like, where y'all finding these girls? Like. Uh, y'all just be fine i'm gonna take it back to the to the 90s where y'all finding these damn chicken heads from like i just i don't be understanding i I just don't be understanding um so like yeah y'all need to do better and when it comes to that as well you know drake uh you know it's just like find these find better options Uh, you know i don't get it i just don't get it (sighs) but anyway the last hot topic I have, this one is just insane as well um, and tragic. So um, a viral TikTok star, I think his name is Rory Teasley. Um, he's on TikTok and he uh, is reported this week that he was actually choked to death by his boyfriend of 10 years over an argument over a video game. I don't remember the name of the video game that wasn't really relevant. Um, but I, I just I was in shock. Like I really was. Like, you know, and it's been circulating around or whatever all week. And I'm just like, wait a minute, what? Like, and apparently they've been dating for 10 years. Um so uh, the guy came, his claim to fame in his TikTok videos, I, he called, he kind of coins and stuff like, you know, the everyday gay best friend or whatever. Um, I've seen a couple of his videos before. I didn't know him by name when I started seeing the videos after the story was running. I was like, oh, yeah, okay, I've seen him. But he wasn't somebody that I was kind of like invested in. Um, but I was just shocked by the whole thing because I'm just like, I, that went left like that escalated quickly and I hate to laugh but I'm just like yo like that is crazy so I think what bothers me the most about this whole situation is just of course the domestic like that you were with him for 10 years so that lets me know one thing it lets me know that that wasn't the first time that he was choked or his or he got physically harmed by his boyfriend um and that's really why I wanted to talk about this story was because like this domestic violence shit is really crazy. But yeah, if you're with somebody for 10 years, you don't just out of the blue choke someone to death by accident. That boy has been being choked and slapped and beat on for a long time. Um, and it's just so unfortunate because domestic violence doesn't get taken that seriously in gay relationships um i think people feel like okay y'all both guys duke it out work it out you know what i mean it's kind of like if shit get hot y'all get into an argument and things get physical so be it y'all both are men y'all can handle it whatever whatever 
Um, and I, I just, I don't subscribe to that. And I, the reason I don't is because situations just like this, um, because things could just go terribly wrong and, you know, and it just ends badly. And so I was, I was reading some statistics about, um, gay domestic violence. And I was reading that, uh, a study was done that, uh, 26% of gay men and 37% of bisexual men have experienced rape, physical violence, and or stalking by an intimate partner in their lifetime in comparison to 29% of heterosexual men. Um, and also in a study of male sex, same, sorry, male same sex relationships, um, only 26% of those men called the police for assistance after experiencing near lethal violence. Um, and then less than 5% of those survivors of these situations um, sought orders of protection. That was fascinating to me. And I know that to be true because of just what I've experienced. Um, I have never been in a physical uh, or domestic violence situation, period. Um, I have come close to it one time. And I left. Um, I had an ex that jumped in front of me in the middle of an argument when I was trying to leave and jumped in front of the door. I was this was 10 years ago, literally 10 years ago. And he jumped in front of the door and was like in my face and trying to intimidate me. He wanted me to hit him first so we could fight. And um, and I left and actually it was funny. We had a lot of problems in our relationship that was actually the reason why we broke up because I could feel that he was trying to be physical with me and he had been physical with his past um, lovers or whatever because when I met him, you know, you ask questions and things. I would see like little scars and things on, you know, his legs and arms and, you know, his knuckles and things like that. And I would be like, oh, what happened there? And he'd be like, oh, my ex stabbed me. And I'm like, oh. He would say it casually like, you know, past the saw. And I'm just like... <laughs> Uh, okay. And so, um, that was actually literally why I left my relationship with this person. Um, because I could sense that he wanted to get physical and I just wasn't having it. And I left, he's actually dead now, but, um, and I, oh, wait a minute. That came out really bad. I didn't kill him. <laughs> That's not why he's dead. But, um, oh Lord. But, and you know, we became friends after we broke up and blah, blah, blah. But anyway, um, but uh, yeah, that that was the reason why I left. Um, but I'm actually currently going through a situation with a f very close friend of mine who is no longer actually even in the relationship technically, but it just really, really we're 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 barely speaking and all of that, and it's all because of domestic violence. He's in a extremely violent uh, relationship, verbal physical emotional you name it and um I've had to get involved and call the police and and just all this thing and you know there was an order of protection made and he still went back and I mean it I mean it just goes on and I have so many stories I won't put them out there like that but it I mean it just goes on and on and on and on and the thing is he is physically uh bigger and stronger than his mate and could easily beat him up easily um but he he takes it 
and it just it's very fascinating to me and he doesn't want to see him go to jail and his excuse is that he just doesn't want to be responsible for putting a black man in jail and um i mean it's to the point where we have big big arguments about it because um something happened recently um kind of connected to the the murder that happened at my club event that i spoke about a couple of weeks ago um and um this person was very very close to the person that was murdered and so my friend is going to be you know has been at his beck and call and supportive of him and i'm like are you serious just a few weeks ago he was he was trying to get physical with you and he's done all these crazy things to your property and your belongings and your car and this and that and like it's just baffling to me like the hold that people have on people in domestic relationships is very scary uh, which is why I don't put up with any type of abuse because I don't want to get in that cycle you know and my sister actually deals with that with with her baby daddy uh, and they're not even together but she's still haunted and tormented by him all the time constantly and it's just like but anytime you get involved she's upset with you so it's just a really weird cycle it's a really weird hold that people have on them and so my assumptions about this guy from tiktok is that it's been like that for years you know and that he's just been putting up with it and things just got out of hand one one time too many and now he's dealing with that and it's just it is it's just so sad it is just so sad that um you you know that that we had to witness something like that um but i it just i i just all i can say is that you know in those kind of situations we have to learn to just get out you know you have to get out of those situations and i know it's much much easier said than done but um you know people we just have to get to a point that we have to you know you have to get out and also i think that as people that are in the situations like myself and your your loved one or somebody in those situations don't back down from speaking up always speak up no matter how mad they get with you don't stop bothering them about sticking around for harassment because i don't let up my sister my friend anybody i do not let up i bring it up every chance i get when they if they're willing to tell you something that happened because it's it's very common for them to be like oh and he did this and so we got into it and he pushed me against the ball and then he did i'm i'm immediately i'm i I give them the speech you know about how they need to learn their self-worth and this and this and that and whatever and they get upset sometimes i don't talk to them for days and all that and they keep me back and say you know i'm sorry and all that and it's just a cycle we do it all the time like the friend that i'm talking about we get into it almost once a week uh, literally almost once a week for the last four or five months um and you know it just it just is what it is but i say don't stop you know show the people that you care enough to not just turn a blind eye to it um but it, it really is it, it's it's just an unfortunate situation so our thoughts and prayers are to the family of uh uh mr teasley because that that's insane and even even prayers to the family of the boyfriend i i didn't jot his name down but 
um, because that has to be crazy for them to have to now put up with that, you know, because he, he was arrested and all that. So, of course, he's going to do some time. And, and it's just that that's crazy just to, to have to deal with that. Um, but, yeah, I hate to end the hot topics on that kind of note. But, yeah, that's that's where we are. But it's a good segue into uh, today's life class. So, um, yeah, let's get into that. Okay, so in today's life class, we, like I said, it was kind of a good transition from the last hot topic, but um, it's about knowing your worth. I know we talk about this a lot. You see so many posts on social media about knowing your worth and all of that, Um, but I really think it's something that's so important that we really need to get a grasp grasp on Um, because I feel like if we... If we truly knew our worth in a lot of situations, there's just so much we wouldn't deal with. There were there would be so many things that we could avoid, so many people, situations, all of that. Um, I, I truly believe that if we knew our worth, um, you know, and it and it goes in. I believe in cycles. I think you know some days you feel more worthy than others, and all of that. No one's perfect, of course, um, but. I just think it's something that we really need to to get a, a a grasp on. One of the biggest things I always say is the first way to start is being honest about how you feel about yourself. You know, you don't have to tell anybody that. That's not something that you have to confess to anyone. You know, but really sit with yourself and just think like, okay, do I think that I'm, you know, whatever, smart and kind and attractive and this and that and a good just really evaluate how you feel about yourself inside. And I think that's where it starts because you can't expect someone to treat you a certain way and know your worth when you don't really know yours or you don't believe that you are worthy. Um, And that's really where it starts. It's just being honest with yourself about how you feel about yourself. Um, I didn't realize how hard that is for a lot of people to admit their own flaws or uh, those things just to themselves you know what I mean I'm not saying broadcast it on social media or even tell a therapist I'm talking about just literally being real with yourself and saying okay I don't like this about me and you know all of that but I feel like it's very hard for people so that's really the first step um, because people treat you how you allow them to And I was speaking on this at the very top of the podcast about just sometimes I don't feel like I get a lot of reciprocity with the people in my life. But that's because I allow that. You know what I'm saying? Like um, there are some situations with people where when I know that I'm being taken advantage of literally in my mind, I'm like, "Mm, okay, you're trying it. But it's my decision to say, "Mm, I'll let this one go. I'll let you have this one or I won't. You know what I mean? And so. It's up to you, you know, to do that. But, of course, people only treat you how how you allow them to. And so knowing your worth and utilizing knowing your worth, because that's two different things. I'm someone, I will say, I do believe that I know my worth. I don't always utilize that. You know what I mean? Um, But I think when you utilize it is when you... um, really break free from a lot of bullshit to be honest um and so um 
that's that's the second key to that it's just that to knowing that you know people only treat you uh how you allow them to and and so after knowing your worth you have to know when to let go of certain things of certain things certain ideas uh certain people certain situations all of that but letting go no matter how bad it hurts because the hurt is only temporary um letting go of people is probably the hardest one for most of us you know what i mean going back to the situation with the 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 tiktok guy that was killed who i am sure was in an abusive relationship for many years um when you just feel like you can't leave because of the heartbreak of letting go of someone um no matter how bad it hurts think about it if he would have left we wouldn't be in the situation today so i think that we really need to pay attention to that sometimes when you're in a situation where you're just like i'm really not feeling this person or i really need to get out of this job or i really need to get out of whatever type of situation but you're thinking about how you're going to feel afterwards and the heartbreak and the sadness or whatever let it go make a plan especially if it's something like a job or whatever whatever but you know make a plan but let go no matter how bad it hurts because it's only temporary it only lasts a little while as the old folks say <laughs> um and you will be so much greater on the other side you really will but we have to learn to just truly know our worth and setting boundaries is important i think i've talked about boundaries in a life class way at maybe probably the first episode um but setting boundaries is very important and sticking to them and people it it ruffles people's feathers it really does when you know your worth and you don't take a lot of bullshit it really does ruffle people's feathers i went from being someone who was always called nice and kind and sweet and all of that and it immediately started changing once i knew my worth and started setting boundaries and all that i immediately became someone that was, it was always like oh you a trip and uh you know like you are something else and you always talking that shit and you always like it became like an issue because i was standing up for myself or saying like no you can't do that to me like i'm not gonna allow that or you know or just confronting something but i catch a lot of heat for that in personal relationships of mine and i find that fascinating so but i but it's because i've learned to know my worth um and i just i guess my challenge for you all for this week is to just figure out one situation where you feel like you don't really utilize knowing your worth and just try something different. Just just if it's just to say no one good time to somebody about something that you know you don't want to do. You know, there's so many of us we all we we say yes when we really mean no. Um that's a really big one, you know. Know your worth and decide, okay, I'm not putting up with that. You know what I mean? Um yeah, that's my challenge is to find something in your life where you feel like you don't utilize knowing your worth and and uh, make take a step forward in in just stepping into the fact that, say, OK, I am going to utilize that, that I do know my worth. Um, and I promise you, it gets easier and easier the more times you do it. Um, 
Yeah, but that knowing your worth is very, very important. And once you feel like you know your worth, as the saying goes, add some to it. And uh, I'm actually going to end on that note. Um, thank you all so much for tuning into this podcast every week. Don't forget to, you know, rate it, comment, share, post, all that good stuff. Um, I love you guys for listening. And until next time, cheers.